is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Ah, yes, The Monty Show, standing on business as always. How the heck are you? Happy Tuesday. I uh, hope your equipment works better than ours. Uh, presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business. Call them today or get online and chat with an attorney for free. Theadvocates.com where you never pay the advocates out of pocket. Never. You never reach into your pocket to scratch them a check. Really, you don't pay the advocates unless and until they win your case. Tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show at theadvocates.com. Jake being an a-hole. No more than Mike Smith Ow. is. Mike Smith already in the comment section talking about breakfast sandwiches. <laughs> Assholes. Well, you, you just show up. You get out of bed some days, and it's like, all right, whoo, it's Tuesday. You know what that means? It's Wednesday. You know what that means? Oh, it's Sunday. You know what that means? Okay. I don't Stay know. Stay hard. Exactly. Exactly right. How the heck are you? Uh, appreciate you guys being here on the Monty show. Uh, Victor Wambinyama, before we get to everybody melting <laughs> down over college football, uh, everybody's favorite linguine noodle, uh, post a triple double, including blocks last night. Right. Excited. Are you? Yeah. I mean, he's playing better. He's playing better. He's still got so you're excited. But yeah. I mean, he's playing better. I'm not excited yet, but he's playing better. I think that he is, it's a freak show. And I think Victor Wambanyama has come a long way. I think physically you can see the the difference in Victor Wambanyama. Like he looks physically better. He is more athletic. He is able to run the floor. I think Victor Wambanyama is just beginning. I think this is the start. This is nowhere near the end. Mm -hmm. um, I think Victor Wambanyama is playing at a very high level. And I think this is this is a guy, and we're going to have this conversation today about LeBron, Steph, Katie coming to the twilight of their career. Um, and I don't know that Steph is in the twilight of his career. I think we're seeing the best Steph Curry we've ever seen. But I think certainly LeBron and Kevin Durant are uh, on the wrong side of, of 30 here. Mm -hmm. Obviously, LeBron's on the wrong side of 40. I think guys like Victor Wambanyama are critically important to the future success of this league because – I don't know for everything he does on the floor. Is Anthony Edwards the the character that can carry the NBA? Um, is Tyrese Halliburton the guy that can carry the NBA? Devin Booker's not that dynamic personality, right? I I, I don't know what the next generation looks like, but if Victor Wambanyama is part of it, I think you have something to be very excited about. Yeah, I would agree. I think you're 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 in a great spot. I I think that. You know the those names, Anthony Edwards, Halliburton, they got to get to bigger markets. I think. You know, with all due respect Victor to Minnesota. Victor doesn't? Uh, I think Victor's the exception because it's San Antonio. And San Antonio has proven their ability to to go out and win championships and build rosters and do things. I think that's the one asterisk there. I think Indiana hasn't sniffed the NBA Finals in a really long time. I think Minnesota is a nice little emerging market for the NBA. But I think if you're Anthony Edwards you're you're probably much flashier in LA or New York, you know. And I think, you know, to carry the NBA, you got to be in one of those one of those bigger cities. 
Yeah, I, I think it's going to be interesting. We'll talk about that coming up on the show. Uh, I certainly think this conversation um, about the NFL versus college football and who is winning that battle, I think is fascinating. The viewership numbers coming out of the Super Bowl, you guys understand that the Super Bowl this past Sunday is the most watched television show ever, period. End of discussion. Over 2 million, or excuse me, over 200 million people watched all or part of the Super Bowl on uh, in some way, shape, or form. Look at those numbers. Uh, it's the other way. Look at those numbers. That is, those are, that's a unicorn. Mm -hmm. That's a unicorn. Uh, 123.4 million average viewers. Uh, the most streamed Super Bowl in history, led by a, a a Paramount Plus audience that was so overwhelming, it crashed their platform. Paramount Plus. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know what you say about two hundred and two and a half million people watching one singular TV show because we've never even gotten close to that in college football. If you look at if you look at the largest college football playoff championship game ever, it was thirty four point one four million people. Mm -hmm. Not even in the same ballpark. Not even in the conversation. Yeah. And note that was twenty fourteen. If you you look down, over uh, yeah, over by me there. in the stuff uh, right the, there, up, yeah, up, 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 right. Uh, yeah. That was twenty fourteen, and the number has only come down from there. I mean, I think you're a very interesting example of this, Jake, because you are not you are not the passionate football fan that I am. Mm -hmm. Are you more of a college or an NFL football fan? I, I would say, generally speaking, I'm more of an NFL fan. I, I I'm here for big time college football games. You know, I love the the you know like Ohio State, Michigan, Bama, Georgia. Like you know, hell, even Georgia Auburn this past year was a really good game that I really enjoyed watching. So I'm here for the bigger the bigger game the Oregon Washington game that we got multiple times like i like that type of college football but i'm not here for for low end big 10 game or or low end big 12 acc game like i'm not here for meaningless irrelevant football like i'm not the guy you're going to see watching football just because you're on a football field with a helmet on that's not that's not me i i would much rather have a ball game on. I'd much rather be watching hoop or or even even hockey. I love the NHL. So so for me, when I look at these these NFL stats, I I look at this and I say I, I think it's a couple factors. Number one, I think the NFL is the thing that brings everybody together. Like even if you're not a Chiefs or 49ers fan, you're excited about the Super Bowl because the culture in our country is like, hey, let's all get together. Let's have a, a party. Whether that's a low key get together, whether that's a Waste management, Phoenix Open, Rager, like, you know, Rage like, mate. you know what I mean? Like, so, so our culture, number one is to get everybody together, have a party, have fun with it, you know, and, and do that type of thing. So I think that's the first portion of it. But I think to that end, that's why this number is so impressive. Think about it. How many people came over to one house and watched the game on one TV and you still got 200 million views? So that tells me that we're we're probably 250, 260, 270 
of actual human beings who watch this game. When you think about, Wild. hey, hey, like there were 10 people at my house watching one TV. Yeah. So like to me, when I think about that, that's a huge factor. The other piece of this, though, is the Paramount Plus portion. I think streaming has enabled you to get to these kind of numbers because I don't have to have a TV to watch this game. And if you're a college student, if you're overseas, if you're like whatever situation you're in, if you stream, you can watch this game. And that is why you're able to get to 200 million uh, uh, overall big picture high level views. Is But is college football a more compelling product than the NFL? I don't think you can make that argument in any way, shape, or form. I think the athletes, the speed, the precision, the execution is far better in the NFL. I think you are playing for life and death stakes in the NFL. Mm -hmm. um, I think college football, a lot of fans, and I hear it all the time, we talk about it on the show all the time, um, that this NIL transfer portal nonsense that is just now getting adjudicated in college sports has really taken a lot of the flair and the fire away from, from college football fans. And while I am somebody that is passionate about Notre Dame football and college football in general, I don't know that there's anything better than a, you know, a, a big SEC matchup. I don't think there's anything better uh, than your team playing its rival than a BYU in Utah and Ohio State in, in, TTUN, you know, like, I don't know that there's anything better than the, the, you know, the, I don't have any other names for Michigan, but the point is, I don't know that there's anything better than a big college football game. Oh wait. Yeah, there is. Uh, it was the chiefs and Niners the other night going to overtime with the 49ers, not knowing the rules, which is remarkable Wild. to me. You have these compelling games where legacies are being written and erased and you just don't get that in college football. You get guys like Nick Saban, who is inarguably now the greatest college football coach ever, simply walking away from the game because he's tired of the bullshit. Mm -hmm. And to me, that makes it very difficult for fan bases to be in love. And Kalen DeBoer is a hell of a football coach. He's not Nick Saban, nor will he ever be. And I think if you're an, if you're an Alabama fan, you're probably at at ground zero of this conversation. I think Thanks. it's very difficult if you're a Washington fan to be excited about Jed Fish. I think it's very difficult if you're a Michigan fan to see what's looming in front of you and be excited. I don't think there's any doubt that if you are in the in the, the state of Michigan and we're talking about the Wolverines versus the Lions, you are far more excited about Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions than you are about the future of Michigan football. And they just won a national championship. And again, I point back to this issue that we have in college football that we refuse to talk about or, you know, uh, legislate, if you will, and that is NIL and the transfer portal. It is absolutely killing a lot of programs, and there are few exceptions of college football programs, let's say Colorado, uh, in prime time, uh, who are making yeah. the most of it, right? Like, I, I, that I think is the issue. There are so many programs that are shrinking under NIL and the transfer portal. And listen, I, I see our comment section yesterday when we were talking about college football where old school coaches can't keep up with the new school. Hey, maybe that is the case. But the bottom line is you're never going to be able to replicate what guys like Nick Saban did. It's wild to me that we have NFL coordinators or excuse me, college football head coaches leaving their posts to go be coordinators in the NFL. 
because they just want to coach football. That's wild to me. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, frankly, folks, I don't know how you fix that. And I think it is a systemic existential crisis for college football to, you have got to get your hands around NIL and the transfer portal because I think it is absolutely killing the sport. Yeah, I think the politics of it all is is why the NFL dominates. I, I I think, you know, college football is loaded with politics and heat and vitriol and, you know, hey, like, you know, Twitter tough guy on the Michigan thing or, you know, the Ohio State thing or, you know, like there's always some situation in college football, whereas in the NFL – we can have fun with the Taylor Swift thing. We can, you know, we can poke the bear and, you know, not not throw hands at each other for whatever reason. And and I, and I think it it really just comes down to the fact that the NFL is is for for whatever reason the NFL just has this thing about it where it's sort of just it, it it's above it. It's above all this sort of cesspool of drama in college football. The NFL not even just in sheer talent rank, but just in feeling as a as an observer. Like you turn on the the NFL and you're like, cool, man. Like who we got today? What are the matchups? Like what are the stats? Like I want to see some tape breakdown. Like it's all about football. And then it's like, oh, there's Taylor Swift in the box. All right, right back to football. Right. Like there's no, hey, Jim's going to leave after this national championship game or, hey, we're going to a 12 team college football playoff and that's going to completely change the conversation. Look at all the momentum that we had last August. Look at the pure elation and excitement that college football fans from the Pac-12 to the Big 12 to the Big 10. Look at all of the realignment power that was there. It united us as college football fans, right? Like, remember the shows we did where we were we were just full of pure joy and elation for you know the Power Five and the and the moment that we all recognized my greatness and my authority in college football, and that I was something more than a sex symbol to your wife just when the stalwartness the Pac-12 melted down and. <laughs> the realignment that came out of that. Right. Think about how that unified us as college football fans. And now today, we're going to have likely an injunction put in place that will stop the NCAA from enforcing rules against NIL recruiting. Do you guys you realize yourself. that suit is going in front of a judge today? And I think there's an excellent chance that injunction is granted. From the highs of realignment, I think this NIL thing is a huge, huge deal. Yeah, and I and I and I think what's scary about it is we don't know how far it's going to go. We don't we don't know. Like, I think that's one of the biggest challenges around the portal NIL conversation is there's no. It's very undefined. We, we it's not like we're like all right. So like like in the NFL, hey, we're gonna we're gonna move kickoffs up to the twenty five. What do you guys think about that? It's a player safety issue. What do you think? It's a very straightforward conversation. Yeah, let's move it up. We'll kick it through the end zone every time. And if you want them to return it, okay, cool. This is like, hey, you know, we feel like this is an antitrust issue. We feel like this is a huge Supreme Court level conversation. And by the way, if we win this thing, cool, you can't enforce NIL regulation. But also, what is the ramification of that on the sport? and on the culture and on the conversations and the relationships. And that's what I think 
is dangerous for college football. We don't know what a college football system looks like where you can just say, okay, I've got my checkbook. I'm going to write a check for a million bucks. Hey, player A, come and play for me. Like, if it's that simple, like, uh, it truly is like, all right, just free agency, just, oh, like, we're just going to try and sign guys. And that, I think, is kind of insane. I, I don't know. I don't know how you sort of keep all that organized and keep it all on the up and up. I, I don't know how you do that. Well, I also think that part of what you're talking about there is the the one constant in the last five years in college football has been change. There's no change in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Like you said, there's a tweak in the kickoffs. Nobody cares. The game is the game. The, the the Super Bowl is the Super Bowl. It doesn't go from the BCS to the college football playoff. It We don't have lawsuits over people getting left out because they weren't good enough. It's football. It's a billion dollar. And I think this year, we're, I, I think this year it's projected to be a $12 billion sport. The National Football League. Yeah. $12 billion we're talking about. It's wild. And it, I think that that ever consistent change and the instability in college football is killing the sport. I think it is stagnating growth. I think it is a turnoff to, to multiple generations. I can tell you I'm 50 years old and the NIL transfer portal thing is not a turnoff to me, but everybody that I know that is my age or older hates it. Mm -hmm. I, I am tired of talking to somebody yesterday about, you know, the, the transfer portal. And I, I, you know, like this, this story at, at Oklahoma and that Dylan Gabriel transferred. I that like, we're still, I'm still hearing from Oklahoma fans who are bitter and pissed off that he got in the transfer portal. Well, I think Dylan Gabriel is a great example. One of those guys who'd have been a legacy player at Oklahoma Absolutely. pre transfer portal era. He'd have been a, he'd have been a, a three-year guy who would have left with a, a super positive reputation at Oklahoma and everything would have been great, but we're in a different era now. And frankly, <clears throat> for Dylan Gabriel, you look at it, you look at him, a little bit smaller of a quarterback, look at his skill set, you know, look at the way he plays the game. He understands that he's got to play in bigger games than Oklahoma can probably get him to right now. And <clears throat> that's the challenge for players that they are tasked with. Hey, what is the best situation here? It's it's kind of like when we look at as people when we look at different jobs. Hey, like so I'm making a million bucks right now, but this job over here will pay me a million one, but like there's all these different circumstances and it winds up not actually being that good. And so I think it just makes a situation where we just have to endure constant change. And I think your point about the Super Bowl is spot on. The only change we get in the Super Bowl is where we're playing it. That's it. And we celebrate that change. We want to see the different stadiums. Like, that's the insane part about it. The change in the NFL is like positive, accepted, normalized change. And in college football, it's not. It's it's seismic. I think if you begin paying college football players, it gets worse. And again, I don't mean to be redundant. You go back to this ruling today. Where is it? In Tennessee, I guess. If that injunction is granted... Do you understand what that means? It means that a school can call your favorite quarterback and say, come here, we'll give you $5 million to come to this university. That's what this means. That a university is now going to carve out a budget 
inside of football and basketball to pay players to transfer to their school. And you think we have a separation of classes now. And you think that the God tier in college football is changing the way the game is played now. What happens when Michigan doesn't spend money on cheating, sign stealing? Instead, they're calling your quarterback because free Harbaugh is going to the NFL draft. Mm -hmm. What happens when universities like Florida State, Georgia, Alabama can just call your best linebacker and say, you know, we've got $10 million sitting here for you. Why don't you come play for us? It's really unfair. All right, coach. See you you in a couple of weeks. That's what this is. Mm -hmm. It's going to, I think it is. And I understand that we need compensation. I get it. If you take the reins off and you hand the the behemoths of college football a blank check, which they're going to turn around and write to a player, you're in real trouble now. Yeah, and I think one of the only ways that you can you can bring any type of settling, if you will, to the dust on this situation is by uh, allowing schools to get into contract situations with players. I don't know how else you change it because if you look at other major sports leagues around the world, look at what they do in like the Premier League as an example. Oh, hey, you want you you want to make a deal? Well, okay, you can have this player for this much, but you're also going to pay us a fee on top of that, right? Oh, hey, you want you want to be you want to be first overall in this year's NFL draft? Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, you're going to have to give us a pick and a player, and then we'll make that deal. So it's like, hey, Oregon, you want Dylan Gabriel from us, and he he would like to go. Okay, cool. You can have him, but we're going to need X, Y, and Z, and you got to have rules around what X, Y, and Z can look like. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think we are in a very dangerous time for college football and basketball. But like, can you, can you I, honest to God. In college sports, them that type of setup in college sports, that's crazy. Insane. It, it, it is going to be it is going to be transformative. Because I, I don't see any way that we get away from universities directly paying players. I yeah. don't see any way we get away from it. And I, I think it is. It just is what it NIL is. NIL right? opened the door, man. Now, now you're 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 you know you're on the elevator going up to the hundredth floor, dude. Watch <laughs> like, what you wish for, because you just might get it. Yeah. Watch what you wish for, because you just might get it. All right. Uh, let's get your comments in here. Uh, presented by our good friends at Big O Tires in American Fork. Big O Tires in American Fork. Your total car care experts. Find them on Instagram. Find them on Twitter. Find them on Facebook. Tell them you heard about them on the Monty Show. Um, Friday, our Amazon gift card giveaway may well involve that. Yes. We, we you know, we always are trying to work in the bucked ups of the world or big O tires in American Fork. Mm, that might be the one. And by the way, by the way, just want to point this out because I know we all like to say, oh, well, Monty, I live in Texas or I live in New York or, you know, you're doing a Utah only thing. This isn't a Utah only thing. You, he can ship you tires, dude. You can support this small local business from abroad. So don't make any excuses. No all excuses I'm, here. All I'm saying is we support local business on this show. We always have. Those have always been our partners, whether it's the Advocates, again, Bucked Up, Papa Murphy's, you name it. All of our, our program sponsors, we really focus on small local businesses. Ryan and the guys at Big O Tires and American Fork, that's a locally owned business. 
They do tires. I've told you all about my Michelin Cross Climate Twos. Best tire in the business. I love it. It is. It has been an amazing tire for me. Every snow condition. We were less than a week ago driving through a, a hellacious blizzard. Um, the Cross Climate Two performed. And I love everything about it. But no matter what class or size of tire you need, Big O Tires and American Fork has it. Uh, no matter what you want in your car care, whether that's a check engine light or what you need is an oil change and alignment, suspension. Maybe you want to put a lift kit on your truck or your Jeep. Big O Tires and American Fork. They've got the hookup. They'll take care of everything from parts and labor to aftercare. You name it. Big O Tires and American Fork. Find them online. Make sure you leave my note on Instagram that says, I heard about you guys on the Monty Show. Love you. Hook it up. All right, let's see who's first in today. Uh, Sean Rollins, gifted a Monty Show membership. Okay. Let's go, baby. Thank you, Sean Rollins. Appreciate that. Good to see you this morning. Um, man, look at all the comments. Kaufman, first one in today. He says, uh, the main reason the NFL is better is it's about winning. College is about popular votes, not winning meaningful games. Well, there is some of that. There is no doubt about that. Uh, Force Ghost Fabio says, good morning, Monty. Well, hello, Fabio. How are you? Mike Smith, good morning. I'm hungry. This is what I was telling you. Someone pick me up a breakfast sandwich, please. Fat. Man, that sounds good. Yeah. That a little just, fried egg, a little sausage, a little croissant. Croissant. I'll tell you what. Last night, I I was exhausted. Mm. We get up at 4 o'clock to do this show, so it's early. And I made some quick tacos last night. Mm. Fresh shredded lettuce, fresh chopped tomato, mm. fresh green onion, uh, turkey meat. It was amazing. Again, I did it. I took two tortillas, melted cheese between them. Boom. Built a taco on top of it. Amazing. And yeah, then went to bed, had a, a massive headache at new, at midnight last night. That was the worst. Yeah. They, I don't know. If, do you guys wake up in the middle of the night? Sometimes you have a headache and it's terrible. I had that last night. And the, the funny thing about last night, I was trying to get back to sleep. I was pretty much awake or mildly awake from midnight to two o'clock. Mm. Trying to remember the golf commentator, Kevin Kistner's name. <laughs> why? I I I don't know God, why. What is his name? I don't know why. It's not Kevin Costner. It's Kevin Kissner. Yeah, Kiss. Uh, UW fan Jim. Good morning. Uh, he says, "Go dogs." There you go. Uh, Mike Smith. Build up for the draft makes the NFL offseason a tad more easier to get through. It does. I would agree with that. Sean Rollins says, "Hit the uh, like button." Yes. Mike Smith says, "Life jacket Tuesday." Are we? Are you guys why, going why boating? Why are or? you hating, dude? Why are you hating? What do you mean? I think that's a reference to us wearing vests on the show because it's freezing outside. Mine's not a puffer vest. I'm just fat, so it looks like a puffer vest. <laughs> you know, you're the one wearing a full-on <laughs> life jacket over there. Uh, Jay Chapman agreed, Kaufman. It's all uh, it it, and it's about to be better than it ever has been. Uh, conference play in college football is great. You you awake over there? Dude, keep um, reading the comments. Conference, con- the, the problem is is unrelated to conference play. Yeah. The issue is how many people watch and how much money is being made. And that number is shrinking. That's the, the trend is not like this for college football. It, it's much more of a roller coaster and it is wholly dependent on the size of the teams playing in the final. Yes. 
Whereas the Super Bowl just draws. And I think you see a touch of that, right? Like, obviously, there have been Super Bowls that are, you know, way less attractive than, than let's say, Chiefs-Niners, right? Chiefs-Niners is iconic. It's, it, it, it is, you don't think that's an iconic Super Bowl? I mean, it is, but the 49er fan base isn't what it used to. You, it had a much larger audience than Chiefs and Eagles. Yeah. yeah. A year, 10% larger than last year. Yeah, not even close. Chiefs and Eagles. Those, I mean, listen, 49ers and Chiefs is iconic. You're exactly right. How much of that was Taylor Swift? I think there's a good part of it. I, I mean, you know, I, I don't know if it's a third per se, but I do think, you know. Is it a 10% bump yeah. in viewership? Uh, I would be comfortable saying it's at least 5%. Yeah. I think you've got, you know, you, 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 you tell me there's not a, a, a single Swifty who wasn't into football and now is partially because of Taylor Swift. Come on. Okay. Come on. Uh, Calford axe NFL has a world interest, especially the countries that they have played in. But again, isn't college football, a global sport. Isn't that what they're selling us? That it, I, I guess, I guess. Is it not? UW fan Jim, Super Bowl is an event and it's worldwide. Is the college football playoff not an event and worldwide? I don't know. Maybe it's not. Boyd Lake, the NFL doesn't play meaningless games in the regular season. All the playoff winners have a path to the Super Bowl. Truth. I mean, and that's why the wild card expanding the wild card, which is what the NBA just did. Yeah. But expanding the wild card, it was huge because it keeps more markets in it. I agree with that 100%. OG Gary, college football is far more superior of a product. I don't care what the numbers say. College football means more. And it's and that's just me. I am way more in no, uh, I am way more of a college football guy. The product in the NFL, it's better football. Yeah. It is more precise. It is executed at a higher level. It is the the mental part of the game, the maturity of the body. It is a it is a very, very different product than you get in college. I think in college you have a lot of mental mistakes that don't take place at the next level. I think uh when you are when you're talking about maximum contracts and you're talking about legacies, legacies for players are not written in college football. Legacies are rarely written unless you're a Tim Tebow for instance or whoever. right. Your legacies usually are written in the NFL. And Patrick Mahomes um all the fake quotes about how he was made at Texas Tech. That's cool. Patrick Mahomes was made in Kansas City at, at Burrowhead Stadium. Yeah, no doubt. Right? They, I mean, they're just as – I don't know of, a, of a, a, a Tom Brady. Tom Brady doesn't have a Michigan legacy, but he's the greatest quarterback that's ever played the game. Right, I, your 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 legacies are are written in the NFL, not in college football. I, and, and maybe that's part of the 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 conversation. Like like the NFL, when you're really good in the NFL, nobody's like, man, you were like Tom Brady as an example. No, when you hear Tom Brady, you're not thinking, man, he was the best Patriot ever, even though he probably was. You, you're thinking that's the best quarterback all the time, man. Like like Brett Favre. Or Aaron Rodgers, right? Like Aaron Rodgers is might be one of the best examples. 
pre-Jets, that guy was a Packer legend. Yeah, well, and that's and now, because that's because he was immunized. <laughs> Just can't help yourself, can you? What? Just can't help yourself, you know. Yeah, I've been immunized. I don't understand why that is AA Ron right now. Dude. <laughs> he was immunized. All right, we're gonna move on here. Okay. Any any <laughs> Eric and Raleigh, the NFL is played by people who only do that. College football players still technically have to go to classes. You're not wrong about that. I mean, I I think the game at the NFL level is just far more refined. Mm-hmm. And your 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 body, the 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 bodies of the NFL, the speed of the NFL. Uh, you look at you look at just the incredible the incredible ability, the precision. I mean, you're not getting that in college football. College football is not a bad product. No. It's just not the same product. I do think college football relies on that type of chaos in a game that stems from mistakes made or or interception. You know, you know on, like, on fourth down and nine in college football, you're probably getting an interception. Yeah. And that interception is probably happening on a six-yard out route. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that that's what that's the difference to me. I think that's right. Harry Austin, how much of an impact is all the realignment had impacted college football as well? I think it was actually very good. I think the buzz and the excitement around realignment was nothing short of magical last fall. But I think this NIL stuff, I think this has been a very tumultuous six months. I think the Jim Harbaugh cheating stuff was terrible for college football. I think the damage that the the Michigan cheating scandal has done to college football, I I think it people don't even recognize that that your national championship uh, team is admittedly guilty of cheating. I think that's incredibly damaging. I think NFL NIL rather is far more damaging than that. And the transfer portal nonsense I think really hurts brands and and fan the fans' ability to connect. When you have major talent, especially at the quarterback position, changing universities, mm-hmm. right? Like Will Howard going from K-State to Ohio State is not good for college football. It only makes Ohio State better. Mm-hmm. It makes Lloyd Carr a better coach, right? Like it just is. It, I think it's an arguable the transfer portal really it's the damage that you don't recognize. It used to be that you could say college football made men. And now we can't say that. Well, eh, that might be strong. I think what you can't say anymore is that every team has a chance every year because they don't. K-State has very little chance to win a championship. That's the reality of it. If Will Howard's going to leave Manhattan for Columbus, K-State doesn't have a chance, right? Like, And I think there there are, if you look across the SEC, if you look across... Look across every major conference. Uh, like Missouri this past year, mm-hmm. great upstart program, does not have a chance to win a national championship. Mm-hmm. Doesn't. Um, I mean, uh, uh, is their path easier than K-State? Certainly it is. Because you're in the SEC, you're going to get a box check, no doubt about it. But it does not mean that Vanderbilt has a chance to win. Stanford or Cal uh, Washington State has zero ability to compete for a national championship. No. Yeah. And when this ruling comes down today, if it comes down today, giving schools the ability to pay 
kids NIL money to come and play at their university. UCLA's done. Washington, or excuse me, Washington State is done. It's over. It's over. Because you're not going to compete. You're not going to compete at yeah, that level. Yeah, that's tough, man. That's you, tough. You, you may want to, but uh, Dakota Tubbs, we love NIL here in Missouri. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Nobody's picking Missouri over Old Miss, Alabama, Georgia. Facts. Nobody's picking Missouri over Ohio State. The big boys, nobody's picking Missouri over the big boys. You're just not, you're not going to get that. This, and I, I put, I put Missouri into a group where you're good. You're just not good enough. You're big. You're just not big enough. Right. Right. And college basketball is different. I think you look at some of the, the mid, I don't know, the mid major majors. I mean, there's a clear delineation point. Like, I mean, pick your conference. Okay, I agree. Let's talk about the SEC, Mm -hmm. right? If we look at the SEC in in football, adding Oklahoma and Texas, who's going to Missouri over Texas? Nobody. Who's going to, you know, in in what was Missouri? 11-2 and this year? Who's going to Missouri over Florida? A kid in Florida is not going to Missouri if he can get paid to Florida. Yeah. He's not going to Missouri if he can get paid at Miami. He's not going to Missouri if he can get paid at Florida State. Yeah, and I think that's a great point. It's not just about the nameplate and the nameplate's reputation. It's about the situation, too. You know. Uh, and now, don't forget that SMU has all that money. Right, right. Don't you know who I am? Real quick, there was a dude in the comment section yesterday who was like, you guys are totally wrong. I told you. You were totally wrong about SMU. We we delivered the ACC a pipeline to Texas. Sure you did. Look, I mean, just live with your you head in the sand. You keep telling people that, man. Live with your head in the sand. And if you look at like the look at the the Big Ten, who's going to Indiana over Oregon or Washington to play basketball? Right. Sure. Nobody. Nobody. Because Uncle Phil's got bread, right? Like, you, I mean, there's a clear, like, I, I'm very curious about Wisconsin and Nebraska. Might want to start uh, moving. Might want to start, got to start moving forward, man. Do you put Missouri in the same cut as as Wisconsin and Nebraska? Yeah, I think right now here today, Missouri's better than those. Two. If Luke Fickle truly does turn this thing around in Madison, you're screwed. Agreed. If, if. You can figure out how to win at Nebraska and Lincoln, you're screwed. Because you're 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 looking at Missouri has always been able to to compete recruiting wise. They've always been able to to have a compelling reason. NIL and this is not just Missouri, this is everybody. NIL takes the compelling out of your reasoning. Because now you got to contend with Forget Nebraska. Forget Wisconsin. Now you got to contend with Dion. Right. Now you got to contend with all these other dudes who can pay you hordes of money. It's terrible for the game. Yeah. It. I'm telling you, it's terrible for the game. It just is. And I don't mean to drone on that point. It's terrible for the game. Terrible. And this is a moment in time. And if this ruling happens today, I hope that we all recognize this. 
the gravity of this moment. If they if they put that that injunction in place that prevents the NCAA from enforcing rules which do not currently allow universities to hand a kid a check or wire money into his bank account. You are specifically forbidden from saying to Jimmy the quarterback, hey, you come to Missouri, we'll, we'll, we'll wire $10 million to your account today. Not allowed to do that. Yeah. Right up until this injunction is put in place. Then you can do that. And remember, you're not going to be able to retro retroactively punish people who take advantage of that. So you're just not. How long is the window? <laughs> That's the question. And it's going to be a long one. This this spring, and what does it impact? The spring portal. That's what it impacts. Because now the spring portal is not just the bottom three quarters of Colorado's roster who sucked anyway. Right. Right. Now it's gravitational talent who's like, well, sorry, man, I got to leave, uh, you know, Vandy because Georgia's offering me $500,000 today. And you're going to take that all day long. It's a tough argument to make. It's a tough argument to make. Dakota Tubbs, the local kids stay home, Monty. They don't. That's a fallacy. That's not true. And uh, this is something we've talked about this at length on the show. Local kids all have price tags. And we can, we, we can, and I think I ranted about this. It might have been in a YouTube short. I don't know. Local kids have price tags too. Local kids don't stay home. Right. I, I and I don't know, I don't know how to how to accurately portray this to the and again, Missouri's just the example here. But if you're in Columbia, uh, Columbia, Missouri, or if you're why? But, but if you're in St. Louis, are you staying home? If you're in Kansas City, are you staying home? No, you're not. You're not going to Missouri because all of a sudden, man, Missouri went eleven and two last year. Mom, I got to stay home. But son, Alabama offered you fifty million dollars. I don't care, Mom. I want to be a tiger. So wait, if all the kid, the local kids stay home. Why did Boise Zone Port Augustine go to USC instead of Boise State? And, oh, that's right, because they don't. And there's been much, it's been much bandied about. Bronco Mendenhall, you remember Port Augustine. Bronco Mendenhall told Port Augustine, yeah, our scholarships are gone for linebackers. Utah offered him. Boise offered him. Why did he go to USC? So he could play for the Cleveland Browns. Mm. Now, if, if, if you want to point to these other circumstances, I can go across the country in recruiting and you can see the delineation point. And maybe our state's the best state for this because mm -hmm. Utah and everybody's like, oh, Utah doesn't do shit. Well, I got news for you. The poly pipeline starts and ends in Utah. Does that mean that Damian Mama stayed here? No, he went to USC. But does that mean that Kyle Whittingham isn't, isn't a pro prolific recruiter in Florida? No, it does not, because he is. Now, the question is, if you get offered $5 million from Florida and $10 million from Utah, are you taking 10 from Utah or 5 from Florida if you're a Florida kid? That's what the conversation is going to be. So with all due respect, 
we can sit here and say, hey, look at all the talent that Missouri's been able to keep in the state because of NIL. It doesn't matter when the university can pay you directly. That's what I'm trying to... You, you, ever, gotta, you ever heard of direct deposit there, kid? You, it, when USC can pay you $10 million, you're not staying home. You're going to USC. And you're, I, you're going to Ohio State. You're I, going to Michigan. I think the only other thing that's interesting on this conversation about paying players directly is commitment from the player. So if if SC pays a kid from Missouri, right, does that mean, and that kid takes $10 million, let's say, does that mean, is that for one season or is that for three seasons? Or Good you friend know. of the program, college football guy, makes a really good point. To tell your friend in Missouri that airfare is cheap when you're making $5 million a year in NIL. <laughs> and, and you know what else that NIL money does? Yet allows you to fly mom, dad, cousin, uncle, grandma out to the national championship game that you're playing. Oh. That's what this injunction today, and I, I, I will, I will say it again. It's six fifty Mountain Time. Today could be the day that college football has changed forever because if they get an injunction, I believe the NCAA will fold. If this judge gives an injunction to Tennessee, because I think this is in the state of Tennessee. If the if this judge says, yeah, schools can pay players directly, I don't think the NCAA fights back. Because what's it do? It writes a whole bunch of new policy for the NCAA, who's already trying to figure it out. Yeah. So why would they fight it? Yeah. I don't think the NCAA fights it. Today's the day, much to Dakota's point, today's the day, mom, I want to play for the Tigers. No, you don't, because they're not paying you. Mom, I want to be a volunteer. No, you don't, because Texas has more money. We built this program on NIL. And I think what's really interesting is the narrative that we've seen, and I think Deion Sanders does a great job of this. The kids want to play in big games. Because what happens when you play in big games? More eyes. Better draft stock. Better NIL money, more NIL money. Because just because the school can pay you doesn't mean that others can't, right? Like, it's all formulaic. I, I don't know. I, I just, well, and Gary, see, and this is, again, and I mean no slight to Missouri or any other program. Gary's exactly right. Because what is LSU? A football powerhouse who's about to have a quarterback drafted maybe in the top five picks. Depends on if he shows up to the combine with rocks in his pocket, Thanks. but that's neither here nor there. You're putting guys in the NFL. LSU is a powerhouse. LSU can afford to pay kids to come yes. play. Yes. Yes. And yeah, you're going to LSU. Yeah. And that's why I say again, Missouri, you want to be a tiger? Yeah. Let's go to LSU. Let's go to Auburn, who's got a history of already paying players, <laughs> right? It, it sucks. There's there's no way around the fact that this sucks for college football because the college football you know and love could end today. Yeah, probably. And I'm not trying to be dramatic, even in – that's why I wore a life vest today. 
Mm-hmm. Because I, I know that we're... <laughs> Monty! Oh, Monty, make it stop, Monty! <laughs> oh, God! I wore a life vest because the Titanic known as college football is going down. Like your mom. I'm just, you know, uh, that's what I think this is. That's what I think this is. I just don't know, um, A, why haven't you hit the like button yet? We've had uh, almost 600 views today, and uh, we only have 31 likes. Come on. Pick up the pace. Uh, Giggity. Missouri probably gets a ton of in-state guys because who wants to live in Missouri? (laughs) Damn. Wow. Damn. Wow. Uh, Big Daddy Magic. Hey, players, I'm going to send you a wonderful video tonight. You're going to love it. Please do. Okay, dude. I I don't, you know. (laughs) And and I will say this. (laughs) And I probably shouldn't. Big Daddy Magic sends me videos, and he is only partially clothed. Via social media. Thankfully, I can only see his naked shoulders. Macaque. Which is too much. (laughs) Stay hard. It's too much. But the Monty Show official uh, UN ambassador, Big Daddy Magic. Right. Who I am sure last night. (laughs) I mean, just volumes of. Victor's the way. Leaders of. of, Dude. Hmm. Like I with Victor like, having a triple I, double, including I, ten blocks. Daddy, I am surprised you showed up to the show today, bro. Honestly, oh, gummy fresh out. What time is that in Arizona? Two a.m. Uh, boy, Blake, are multi-year contracts coming to NIL? I, I think, think so, they are because again, if you're gonna pay a kid, the kid's got to commit on some level. Like it can't because that's the thing with the portal. The portal is obviously the avenue to change teams. But you can't just have, hey, here's 10 million bucks. We agree on a three-year deal, and then the kid hops in the portal. What, are you going to ask for a refund from the kid? Right? Like, this is what I mean. So if you're going to go to this free agency pro-style situation in college sports, there's got to be structure. There's got to be, hey, yeah, we're going to sign you to a three-year deal. Okay, cool. Agents from the pros are now going to start bleeding into college athletics. Like, it's it's inevitable, man. This is why I say to all the, oh, man, Missouri, K-State, Oklahoma, uh, Stanford might want to win some ball games, dude. Might want to go on the football field and win some games. Because if you don't win, it doesn't matter how deep your pockets are at Stanford. Nobody wants to play for you. And I think you're going to see, similar to coaches, you're going to see buyouts. Yeah. You're going to see buyouts. Oh, if you're going to leave Florida, you got to pay us $2 million to get out of your NIL agreement. Yes. Oh, that's okay because SMU has the money to buy out my contract. Right, right. I think you're going to see stuff like that. Daniel Dixon. Okay with players getting paid, but part of the deal, have to have a no opt-out clause, have to play bowl games. Yeah, I think you're going to see that these are going to be structured very, very highly. That People get so pissy about kids not playing bowl games. They too. do. They do. They do. Which, again, why would you want your team's favorite quarterback to play in a bowl game that means nothing? Because they're not opting out of the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. It's, it is the, you know, Jimmy's breakfast sandwich bowl <laughs> in Murfreesboro. How about that? Where every ticket gets you a free side of sausage gravy. 
those are the bowls that Ooh. guys don't want to play in. Ooh. And if you are a fan of any quarterback who's opted out and you don't like them anymore, I lost. I I remember in the bowl season, I've lost respect for X player because he doesn't he doesn't want to play in the you know Jimmy Walker mower blade sharpening bowl. <laughs> Bro, what are you talking about, man? He doesn't want to play in the Kevy's uh, tile installation bowl. Jimmy's garage floor epoxy bowl. Hey, I'm Rahelio. I am your go-to tile installer. <laughs> Backslash fuck off. I'm right, going like, to grout your ass up and down this wall. Yeah. This is the broken grout bowl <laughs> sponsored by Rahelio's tile. Or Teddy Wayman. Right? <laughs> I don't I don't want my quarterback playing. I want him getting ready for the draft at that point. Yeah. Now, if we're talking about the granddaddy of them all, of course, I mean the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. Um, you're gonna play in it. <laughs> but if it's if it's one of the college football playoff games, if it's yeah, of course you want your quarterback yes. to play in that. Yes. You know, uh old white says the Proctor and Campbell douche bowl. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah, it's a summer's eve.com slash bowl game presented by kim kardashian all right uh um, q janus the calford act acts Dude. it's the his cock bowl his cock. <laughs> anita dick and me buy one get one free on our website <laughs> oh so good calford dude um right no one wants to uh come to como seeing where missouri is on the transfer portal may shock you. It doesn't matter where you are now. God, you just have I, to like, like snap out Dakota, of it a little bit. Some days I think you just want to be like Stefike. Yes. It doesn't matter where you are now. It doesn't matter what you're paying NIL now. Because if this ruling goes through today, it's completely different. It's all over. So you want to live in where you are now. I guess people don't want to go to USC either. Nobody said that. Because I got news for you. Staying home to play in Los Angeles is different than staying home to play in Columbia. Ooh. It's different. And I, I like it's it, it, sometimes you just like to be likes to fight guy. Yes. And whether it's Tucker Carlson and you defending Vladimir Putin. Oh, or, yeah. Good to hear his point of view. Or, hey, Missouri <laughs> offers NIL money. Everybody offers NIL money. And when it's not tens of millions of dollars paid directly by the university, it's a little different. It, it, it wears me out sometimes where we do this thing where you, you can't have the ability to say, you know, yeah, that's probably true. As a brand, we're in trouble. As a brand, you're in trouble. Better get that sales department going. You're, you're going to need a hell of a lot more money. Yeah, might want to get a new sales playbook, dude. Yeah. I'm Yeah. It drives me crazy that people won't, it, it, whether it's the Michigan cheating scandal or w whatever thing it's been, at some point you have to realize that you are who you are. You have to know when you're conquered, yeah. bud. And would and you comment this is? Would I? <laughs> no, we wouldn't. But I'm telling you, you should. It is, it, to me, it is the tragedy of college football that we know today in 2024. And I'm not even saying I'm happy about it for programs like Missouri, but it is the reality of the situation. You better hope if you are a, again, if you're a Mississippi State fan, 
Old Miss wins today if if this injunction happens. You don't. If you're a Texas A&M fan, Texas wins today. You don't. But isn't that isn't there some poetic justice in that? Because what did we hear through the Florida State saga? Oh well, it should be about what you do between the white lines, Monty. It should be about playing football games. It should be about the better team wins. Well, that's what this is. Hey, Monty, what if? Well, there is no what if. There is no what if. Kids want to play at Ole Miss, not Mississippi State. They want to play at USC, not Missouri. With all due respect, Dakota, and I love you, bro. I'm not even trying to make it personal with you, but this is the example that you laid out for us. Like, that's the reality of it, man. They want to be in L.A., not in the middle of nowhere in the middle of this country. It's not fun for a kid, dude. So, so again, I'm dying on this hill for as long as I live, man. The, the, the kid wants to go and play for a program that wins and plays in big ball games. And now they can get paid to do it. Great. Sign me up. Yeah. I Sign think, I think the truth hurts a lot of, a lot of mid, a lot of mid table teams in the power four. You're you're it's the one. Oregon ones. State when Jonathan Smith left for Michigan State. Like speaking of Jonathan Smith, do you think he would have been a candidate for Washington and UCLA? Yes, undoubtedly, <laughs> top candidate. Wouldn't you rather coach at Washington instead of Michigan State? Yeah, and I think it's really interesting. Like you look at Bill O'Brien's situation, leaving the. I was when I saw that, I thought of Jonathan <laughs> Smith, and I said, "Hey, you're telling me you're not interested in UCLA." Or oh my god! Or Washington? Oh my god! Come on, dude! Of course it is. Of course it is. Whew. Okay, there you go. Uh, <laughs> Gumby, fresh out. If you smell, wow! When Uncle Monty's cooking, dude. <laughs> Jake was joking with me yesterday. He's like, "It's all Monty now." Hey, Monty. It's not Monty. Like no, it's Monty. Monty. The Monty should we, show. Should we change the rap on the show to say M-O-N-N-Y? Uncle Monty show? Yeah, the Uncle Monty show. <laughs> and I should tell you guys here on the Monty show presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business, uh, where you can chat with an attorney live online and it will never cost you a dime, mm -hmm. theadvocates.com, because you don't pay the advocates unless and until they win your case. So if you get hurt at work today, maybe you were hurt at work yesterday, they're the best injury attorneys when it comes to workman's comp, workplace injuries. And hey, we I know that insurance, including workman's comp, is a complete scam because all they're doing is trying to work to keep money from you. And I know that the advocates do it better than anybody else because they always get you every penny you deserve. That's why they're called the advocates because they are going to advocate for you. They're going to fight for you at theadvocates.com. No consultation fees, no retainers, just the best representation so you can get back to the best version of yourself at theadvocates.com. But uh, there is a new rap coming, by the way. Yeah. And it's going to have more Normans on it, just so we're clear. It's going to be all Normans. Yeah, all Normans. All, so the Norman show. This BS right here, little Ames, Iowa. Little. Missouri here, you know, little uh, Clemson, Clemson, Dabo, screw you, Dabo, Oxford, Norman, Norman, <laughs> Norman. It's probably different than what you're thinking, though. Anyway, new rap is coming. Looking forward to that. Uh, Mike Smith, Uncle Monty, Morning Mormon Show. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yes. Until I'm dead next week. Of course. Know. Yes. Yep. Wait. I shouldn't say that out loud, right? You.
Uh, Mike also says new Norman Bates rap. Exactly right. It, it's actually a master Bates rap. See, so see what he did there. That's like a, a, a master Bates joke. See that? Calford X says it needs Berkeley. Isn't Berkeley on this wall? Berkeley's on this wall somewhere. Somewhere, sure. We had a fight over yeah, how to spell sure. Berkeley. Berkeley's on sure. there. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. To hit, you know, toke another bowl. We're fine. Yeah. That's the untrained you know. eye. Uh, the only thing you did today, Tennessee, is weaken a nation. <laughs> Caffey. That's exactly right. <laughs> uh, Gumby Fresh Out says it also needs the big Lubbock. I totally agree with that. A hundo P. A hundred P. Yeah, should the rap just not be cities and it should just be all drops, drop references from the show? You weakened a country today, Kathy. <laughs> I don't give a damn what, what you, you think. think. And then sleep under the very veil of the protections that your mom pound in my box. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, that felt <laughs> aggressive. Monty, you're too belligerent on a show. You curse too much. I know. I know. You want me on your phone. You need me on your phone. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> How are we feeling today? Uh, the biggest stories in sports, is, of course, is always brought to you by PrizePix, PrizePix.com. Okay. We, we got to talk about this, dude. So so what did you do last night? What, what did you have last night? Donovan Mitchell. Donnie. 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 Oh, wow. Donnie came through. Wow. <laughs> Giant anus came through. Giant anus. Yeah. Giant anus on take to Kumpode. Wow. Giant anus came through. Wow. Now, Steph, two points short. <laughs> so you guys remember on Friday. Yeah. Or whatever day it was. Um, poke the fat guy day. I lost by one point mm -hmm. on two guys. Mm -hmm. No cash. Mm -hmm. Super Bowl cash. Yesterday, two of three cash. It's been too long since Uncle Monty hit the prize picks jackpot and went three for three. Hey, Monty. And today we're going to do that. <laughs> today we're going to do that. Prize picks has been amazing, and pitchers and catchers are reporting. Let's go. Did you guys see the video of uh, uh, Shohei hitting bombs yesterday? Yeah, they just, had you know, steps in the cage, no problem. They had a low angle camera in the batting cage, mm -hmm. and he—I don't know that I've never seen anybody barrel the way he barrels. Like every ball is in the middle of the barrel. Yeah, dude. I mean, the guy is the guy is sensational. <laughs> And I wish the Cubs would announce Cody Bellinger already. Oh, that's wait, they're not going to sign yeah, Cody Bellinger, so it doesn't happen. matter. Yeah. Uh, baseball's phenomenal on prize picks. The NBA, phenomenal on prize picks. Um, even even prize picks knows that Walker Kessler and Key should be starting for your. Key. Your. I should just say Utah Jazz because I <laughs> Ryan Smith is yeah. probably drafting a cease and desist. As also, see. golf is fun on prize picks. Yeah. It is for, and did how about the Tiger. new Sunday red by Tiger Woods? Bro, he's available. Did you guys see his? You don't want him on prize picks. Well, why not? Three birdies or less? I'm taking less. Duh. Idiot. But the, the, here's the problem. He will he he is a birdie machine, just not the way that Roars is. Well, the last 
again, roars. five rounds. I play. said roars. Yeah, roars. Like that's a tiger reference and it's a Rory reference. You know, roars. Roars. Uh, last five rounds at Riviera Country Club. Yeah, two birdies. Three birdies. So, I don't know. It's rough. I'm inclined to take less because he doesn't play every week. Well, I look at uh, Scotty Scheffler. Scotty. Five birdies or better. Mm-hmm. I think that is more for sure. I'll, I'll do a PGA one with you. All right. So, you know, okay, I'm prize I'll picks. go Scotty, too. That's you know- reliable. All right. What? You when are you going to be? When say, are you going to become your own dude, man? Dude, you say I'm stupid and don't know what I'm doing, so I'm just following what you. Well, do. I don't say that. I think that's pretty well a fact, right? It's just a known thing, kind of like you know, kids <laughs> wanting to go to USC over Missouri. We understand that. We get it. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> so on Prize Picks, you you only have to do one thing, like in golf. Golf. We're talking about birdies, right. more or less than. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Justin Thomas, four and a half. Boy, that's tough. It's Riviera. Um, Mm, man, I think I'm probably more, mm, man. That's tough, dude. He's playing well right now, but, um, Patrick can't lay, which is why he's presented by Viagra, (laughs) um, is four and a half. Tom Kim is three and a half. Boy, that one's tough. Yeah, take Rory, dude. Come on. I'm taking. I took. I'm no, not taking at four and a half. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Nobody likes Rory. What about your guy Deck? Yeah. What's Deck got? Three and a half. Oh, three and a half. Oh, we're doing that. Hadaki okay, Matsu, yeah, your I'll mama. Take, I'll take Deck. Okay. Okay. Prizepicks.com. How about my boy Tom Kim? Promo code Monty. I just said Tom Kim. You prick. I. Just, too aggressive. Uh, all right. I'm going to go flex play, which means I only need two of three to get paid. Uh, Scotty Scheffler, four and a half birdies more. Justin Thomas, four and a half more. Tom Kim, three and a half more. $25 to make you holla, boy. I'm taking boy. Scotty for more than four and a half. Deck for more than three and a oh, half. Deck. And Big D Rick for less than three and a half. Big Dick Rick. Did you get the <laughs> Phoenix open? <laughs> so, what's his name that won the Phoenix open? Nick Scott. No. No. No, 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 no. Oh, God damn it. I can't think of the dude's name. The Canadian. Why no. Did... Nick. Uh, anyway, Nick anyway. Golfer Canada. Yeah, they were chanting Big Dick Nick. Nick at... Taylor. Nick Taylor. The 16th <laughs> hole, which is out of control at the Phoenix Open. They're chanting, Big Dick Nick! Big Dick Nick! <laughs> and, of course, he drains the putt. Yeah. And okay, it so was wild. So so I'm going Scotty for more than four and a half birdies, Dak for more than three and a half birdies, and Big Dick Rick for less than three and a half. Yep. Um, Gumby fresh out. I'm officially scared now. You probably should. Yeah. Uh, Keith Carl, that singing has to be a soundbite for the show now. Could be. Could be. Uh, Giggity, put cap ass just above uh, the Monty show. Uh, <laughs> y'all reading all this cap ass shit. 
Uh, Mike Smith, Donnie made money, mo money, mo money. Damn right, right he did. Right. Donovan Mitchell is an absolute juggernaut. Shout out to Mo Yeah, buddy. He's an absolute juggernaut. Uh, OG Gary, more on JT. Nah, Thank you. Nah. Thank you. Mike Smith, I can't go for that. No, no. No can do. Say, I can't go for oh, that. Wrong one. Sorry, my bad. No. My bad. Little hollow notes on the show. Yeah. Uh, Big Dick Black from the uh, from the George C. Scott movie Hardcore. Okay, I don't watch adult yeah, movies. Yeah, I'm not sure what we're talking about. So, um, you know, uh, prize picks, prizepicks.com. Use the promo code Monty to get 100% uh, deposit matching. You put in 50, they'll give you 50. You put in a hundo. You put in 10. You put in five. You put in a hundo, and they'll give you exactly what you put in up to $100. Use the promo code Monty. Let's play golf together. Golf. Uh, NBA is where I'm making that money. And I did pretty well on college football. Mm -hmm. Prize picks on college football, I did pretty well. So golf, it is Scotty Scheffler and JT more than uh, five or more birdies. And then Tom Kim, four or more birdies. At Riviera starting Thursday, Tiger Woods has his new clothing line out. Um, It is, uh, I think, really exciting. I think it's really exciting. The shoes that they put out. Now I have like seven pairs of golf shoes. And Mrs. Monty will literally beat me to death if I order another golf shoe. Although she just got a new pair of Jordans. Yeah, don't you love how that works? That might be the best pair of Jordans in our house. They're these white soft leather with gold accents. Okay, real quick. Why do I care? I think my my wife should do what she wants to do. Dude, you know that. So we talked last hour about this core thing with the NCAA happening in Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah, you think people in Tennessee care about this? Somebody rented a crane and yeah. parked it out front of the courthouse and hung a Tennessee flag in front of the courthouse. That's how much people care about what's happening in this situation. Don't say Uncle Monty didn't warn you. Hey, Monty. Don't say I didn't warn you. This could absolutely be the day that college football changes forever. Yeah. And I think not in a good way. Because it's guys like Dakota Tubbs. Those are the fans that are going to suffer. Yeah. Be- and I, we can go up and down the major conferences if you want. And I can tell you straight away, it is like if you look at the ACC, does Wake Forest move your gears in NIL? Mm. Not in football. Virginia, Pitt, Syracuse, BC. Oh, well, Bill O'Brien. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, Miami does Duke. Yes. Basketball. Yeah. But their football programs made some strides. Corlano. No Corlano. They yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, Clemson. Yes. Yes. Even with Dabo who yes. doesn't believe in paying players. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter what he believes. He's going to have to, if he wants to keep his job. And I think he thinks he's Nick Saban and he'd rather walk away. Hey, maybe he will more power to you, but I truly believe that. Um, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, NC State, Louisville. Virginia Tech's a really interesting one because Virginia Tech is, they don't win anything in terms of the college football playoff, but that's one of those ones where you're like, yeah, dude, Virginia Tech football, like they just, they have a bit of heat to them. They play the game a certain type of way, you know? They always have those great entrances and the stadium's lit and like, I don't know. I think I think Virginia Tech has the creativity and the ability to do some good things in NIL, but not I mean obviously they're not going to NIL on the level of Bama. Yeah, I don't know, man. I Louisville no. I think it's Louisville? I think Louisville. 
Kentucky, Kentucky, <laughs> Louisville, Lava, Lava, uh, Florida State. I don't know about Clemson. Let's see what Dabo does. North Carolina, Duke, Duke is, is Duke, Duke is Duke. Uh, Miami. And I think that's it in the ACC. Yeah. Uh, the Big 12. Are we, what about Oklahoma State? Or excuse me, Oakey State. Stillwater. Stillwater. Uh huh. What about, what about Oak State? Seriously. Mm. And he's going to have to embrace it. He's another guy. Another guy who doesn't like it. How do you not have a quarterback? Yeah. I don't know. BYU. Yes. BYU what? Yeah, I think you have to respect them in the end. They're they had one of the first big NIL deals. Now they haven't done anything since. Baylor? No. Cincy. No. Houston. No. TC Jew. Yeah. UCF. Yeah. Texas Tech. Yeah. Rock Chalk. Yes. Uh West Virginia. See again. I'm Mountain Mama. Pay me home. <laughs> <laughs> so you pay me home like that meal start winning some meal. damn games meal <laughs> that's okay i've got the portal <laughs> k-state oh my god no not until you get a quarterback iowa state no okay no colorado well you know what he does See, arizona Arizona. No, State. no, no. Hell no. Jitta. No. Jitta? No. What about Jitta? I don't think so. The Jutta Jutes. They don't do it. What about the Jutta Jutes? Nice truck deal, but what did you really <laughs> nice do? Nice truck deal? <laughs> <laughs> Look, bro. Look, bro. It's a Ram, not a Dodge. Yeah. Get it right. Uh, John Ham for $5 has always been a small handful of teams that could win uh, an, a national championship. NIL doesn't change that as it will still just be a handful of teams that can win because they can pay. But isn't this why we're trying to create a God tier? <laughs> I mean, if we're being honest, right? <laughs> I, I like that phraseology, a God tier. Yeah, we're godly. The rest of you are heathens. I mean, if you look at hotbeds of recruiting, Texas and Florida, California. Yeah. Bloodbath. Bloodbath. USC owns California. Forget it. It's over. They own California. But now they got to compete with Oregon for California, too. Yeah. Right? It, I want to stay home. Okay. USC will pay you to stay home. I mean, that, that to, anyway, I, I, I think it's different. I really think it's different. Yeah. Shout a good morning to you. Uh, Gumby, nice truck deal, Jakey Two Holes 2024. <laughs> Fat Jesus. Nobody told ASU about the NIL thing. No, and, and apparently Bobby Robbins can't afford anything now. So I don't see how Arizona competes in this. Uh, Utah owns USC, Derek Roche says. Like, is they do they have like a deed of trust or like how was that transaction? If they did they buy them? No, they dominated them on the field, money, check their cornholes. Yeah. Okay. You know, frisbee golf. Uh, frisbee golf or cornhole? Cornhole. Okay. Have you ever played frisbee golf? No, didn't think so. Alex Alonso drove my uh Chevrolet to the level level, but the levee was dry. Drove my Chevy, my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. 
The good old days of drinking whiskey and rye, singing this will be the day college football died. <laughs> you don't even know that song, do you? Yeah, I do. Okay, K. Nuren, uh, wake up and hit the like button. Yeah. 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 Hyenas. Uh, Nate Davis. You, Nate Davis. Wow. Utah Olds. Olds? USC definitely or go to get kids still for California. I don't think Utah owns USC. Utah has beaten USC. You had a good year last year. You did. Uh, Bryce Martin. Hello. The NFL has more parity and more structure for parity versus college football is run by the same eight teams. Well, now 12. You know. <laughs> Cornhole. The only game I can play a few beers in. Yes. Yes. Do you do you think you golfed better after you had a couple while no. we were in Vegas? No. The driver says no. The driver detected that was a lie. Survey says hit it over the water. You just gotta. And now I've kind of fixed my driver. I, I yeah. think. Yeah. I'm more of a a fader. Although my golf game's suffering with this project we're working mm-hmm. on, and like getting up at 4 a.m. I'm hungry as hell right now. Yeah, dude. I am yes. starving right now. Yes. Uh, Gary. Bye, bye, Mississippi State American Pie. <laughs> Drove my Chevy to the Oxford campus and the sip. Anyway, uh, is that for my singing or for Mississippi? I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, there are going to be wide sweeping changes. If universities are allowed to pay directly, this becomes kids are state employees. The feds are going to get involved. It's going to be a mess. Yeah. What do do you even say about taxes? Yeah. Uh, Dakota Tubbs. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was broke because it was in Missouri and we couldn't afford to fix it. (laughs) (laughs) Good rebound, dude. Excellent rebound there. He finished apparently. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bring Quinn Snyder back home. Chase Daniel was the best, but then we ever had known. Apologize to that man. Probably stop. Uh, John Dry. Everyone plays better in horseshoes when they have a few drinks in them. Yes. Exactly right. I miss horse. I used to dominate horseshoes. They, did you ever play horseshoes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the spike in actual yeah. like horseshoes. Yeah. I dominate. Yeah, that horseshoes game. is fun. I do. Uh, I want bacon. Uh, thank you for getting up so early. Love watching, listening while I uh, day trade. What's up, old Let's white? Go, Good to see you. Appreciate dude. that. Uh, Alex Alonzo. Yeah, but in La Ziana, the levee broke. Well, it actually did. <laughs> the le- it, it act the yeah. Okay, too real. Keeps in it real. Um, um, OG Gary drove my Chevy to the levee. Drove my Chevy <laughs> to the levee. Butling Kiffin Twitter digs are stupid and dry. Right. This right. will be the day the college football died. Via social media. <laughs> Lane Kiffin's amazing on Twitter. He is. Excuse me. The Lane Train is amazing on Twitter. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So. Uh, where do you guys come down on, um, oh wait, Gummy Fresh Out. I want bacon, Uncle Monty 2024. Yeah. I'm so hungry right now. Mm -hmm. So we get up early. We, we kind of grind all day and dude, I went to bed at like 715 last night. I felt terrible. You texted me. I believe it was at 725. I was like, damn, I'm out. Dude's going to bed already. I'm out. And I ate a, my wife. 
I talk about my wife probably too much, but she meal prepped for us this week. I had homemade enchiladas for lunch yesterday. And then we did a taco bar for Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. We had extras left over. I had ground turkey. Like it was amazing mm -hmm. for dinner. And then I, yeah, I just ev evacuated. <laughs> We're watching how I, we have a weird existence, I guess. We like to watch international house hunters <laughs> at night. And so I'm watching the jazz game on my phone. And of course, cause the jazz run, I'm falling asleep. Right. You know, that, that weird thing you do where you fight it when you're sleepy and you're yeah. like, yeah, what I saw it drop your phone on yourself. Oh, yesterday, yesterday I was, I, when I took, a, I, I took some time to eat lunch yesterday, I absolutely dozed off and dropped my phone on my dog's head. <laughs> I felt bad. <laughs> I felt bad. Um, but it, it's brutal dude. getting up at 4am sucks. Yeah. I, I'm not, I ain't even gonna, I, I ain't gonna front, man. I ain't even gonna stand on business on yeah, this one. That didn't work. Uh, drove my Chevy to the levee, but got gas money from ucla <laughs> uh how long is the project boys miss 5 p.m eastern it never coming back never coming back D hold on whoa, whoa dude read the whole comment took a pto day glad to be able to watch <laughs> dude, <laughs> pto to watch the show yes bro took... you know that the show the show does it's he didn't take you. PTO to watch the show, but we're going to pretend he did. Yeah, man, thank man, you dude, for your time yes. off to watch the yes, Monty show. Yes, dude, thank you. Not for a long while. Lucrative. Yeah. Opportunities. Uh, going to be interesting to see Sark versus Lane Kiffin in the future. <laughs> That's going to be amazing. Yeah. Mike Smith, uh, the ground turkey talk is pissing me off. I love it. M Mrs. Monty makes amazing hey, Monty? taco ground turkey. Oh. So good. Uh, you guys know Jed Fish is committed to staying. Well, but he interviewed for UCLA. Look, Jason Shear, take it easy. Okay. Yeah, that <laughs> whole thing yesterday. Stop DMing. Endless. I love my guys in Seattle. I love Washington fan. There's got to be, I must have gotten 10 DMs over the last two days. Hey, Monty. <laughs> Monty, Monty. Did he Fine. really interview at UCLA? Tell me he didn't. We can't. It became interview. personal with me. The one dude, this guy Calvin, is like, my heart can't can't handle it. And I I I I felt That's like a, that crap. I felt like a red ass, but I could not help myself. And I sent him a gif of Celine Dion because of her my heart can't <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He didn't reply, so he might not have understood. Uh, got any golf courses you guys want to play this year that you haven't been to yet? Yeah, oh, my so God. many. How many? Dude, we're only doing three hours. And you can't. Are you kidding me? Um, I was talking to a guy yesterday about Wolf Creek. I think Wolf Creek and Mesquite is a, is a carnival. Mm -hmm. You play it once. Last time when we played it last week, it was the weather was so crappy. Yeah. So we'll go back, probably play that again. But that we haven't played. Um, Sand Hollow. Yeah, San Hollow. I want to play uh, Trump National in in L.A. Um, I've, I mean, there's just a ton. The dude, there's a ton of them. Uh, but we're spoiled. We play our home courses, canyons, and Park City, and we're spoiled by that. Yeah. 
Like we play in a really nice, really, really nice course. I'd really like to get out and play Copper Rock again when it's not cold. Yeah, Copper Rock and uh, Hurricane. Hurricane. We were supposed to go this coming weekend. It's President's Weekend. No show on Monday, by the way. Uh, it was President's. It's President's Day weekend. We just it just didn't work out. Uh, Paulo, if the Big Ten SEC merge as a super league, they're not. That's not happening. <sighs> that's not the way <coughs> it's set up. Not not to take this out on you, Paulo, but how stupid are you? No, I'm kidding. Um, that's not how this is set up, and so many people have this belief, and I can only evangelize for this. There's no merger coming. The Big Ten and the SEC don't want to merge. The Big Ten and the SEC want to create a God tier, which is what Charlie Baker talked about. Yeah, This ruling today makes that possible. Yeah. What's going to happen is the Big Ten and the SEC and the ACC and whoever else you want to point to, the Big 12, they're going to take their biggest brands and they're going to put them in a God tier. They're not going to leave the Big 10 or the Big 12 or the SEC or the, well, Florida State. But anyway, uh, my point is the conference situation doesn't change. What changes is that there is a God tier of schools that will play on a different plateau, that will pay on a different plateau and operate by a different set of rules. Right. And they, it, it's why I think relegation is the best system possible. Yeah. Uh, uh, OG Gary, I want to play Thanksgiving Point. It's a very difficult golf course. Yeah, you know, I played it. It was very cold, very windy. It's a very long course. It's almost 8,000 yards. So you're if you don't drive at 300, you're going to be in... You're, in, you're playing in a the, lot of fives. Yeah, you're playing a lot of three and five wood, man. Yeah. Uh, OG Gary, I can't wait LSU Old Miss game. We're going to we're gonna smack Old Miss. I can't... I love how it's we now. Yeah. Uh, I can't stand Lane now. Dude keeps taking mad digs because that's what he does. That's what he does. PTO is great, Case says, if you save it and get paid out at the end of the year. But what's the point of saving it? Yeah. We gotta we have a culture in this country where we don't work we, too much, we, dude. Yeah, we don't take time off. I I take every day possible. At, you work, you grind. I get up at 4 a.m., dude. I'm taking time off. Yeah. I'm I, I'm gonna find days where I can sleep till 6 a.m. I I it you need it. Uh Dakota Tubs. I've been hearing the through the wire. Oh, like the TV show, you mean? Uh, that the anonymous sixty-two dollar donation to Missouri last was courtesy of Daddy Vladdy. This will help us buy players and levies. So Vladimir Putin's a Missouri fan. Did you hear that in the Tucker Carlson interview? That not a lot of people watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really surprised the way that Tucker Carlson thing played out. Yeah. Are you surprised by that? I mean, I'm surprised that Tucker thought he was going to win over Vladimir Putin. He got his ass kicked. I yeah. felt bad for him. Yeah. Because it was very clear what he was doing. Yeah. It was a it was a publicity grab. Schemers. And him and Elon, I think, got just absolutely. You got fooled, dude. Bro. That was terrible. Anyway. Uh, the fighting Neil Browns will be at the top of the God tier. You and your mom are hillbillies. No, they won't. No, don't be drinking moonshine so early. Uh, of course, it's we. I pay thousands in tuition, LOL. There you go. 
Brady Cook, what about Black Desert Golf Course? Uh, I know some people who have played it. I would like to play I know some with people more listeners. It. I'd like to put some some rounds together. Yeah, we should do that. We should do that. Who wants to go down to Wolf Creek? Let's go. Yeah, let's do it. I'm ready. We played, um, like, the mayor of Montytown played with us up at Canyons. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. And like, by the way, it's starting to, we're, we're starting to see slowly but surely in Utah. We're starting to see the warming trend happening. Starting to see the the 60s on the horizon during the day. OG Gary, I'm going to play with y'all. Yeah, we don't play with LSU fans. And yeah, it's, you know, it's what? It's, you know, yeah, you need to put it together, dude. When, like, you're going to put some PTO in or what are we doing? Uh, Lee Jensen, good morning, y'all. Good morning, Lee Jensen. Hey, y'all. Juicy. Uh, Mike Smith, nice hillbilly drop. You like that? Uh, Monty show get together for golf, the Hiscock Invitational. That's right. Hiscock. Or in Gary's case, Anita Dick and Ming. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. Gary. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. Uh, real quick. Cause I want to talk some NBA today. Yeah. Um, are LeBron, Katie and Steph on their way out? Where do you, what do you make of that? I think that. It's so funny how different their situations are. Like, to me, LeBron's the closest to being done. Then I think just it's based on the number. Well, based on the number, but but like LeBron could play till he's fifty. I honestly believe that. I think he's got the body for it. I think he's got the drive. I think he he could do it. He could absolutely do it. But I don't know that he wants to. I I, I think LeBron's sole focus is probably winning one more and then playing with Bronny. I think that's what where Bron is at with the situation. Uh, and, and it's why I think them getting Dinwiddie is, is a big deal. We're going to get to that. But, but I, as far as the three of them are concerned, I think Steph is playing some of the best basketball he's played and he's dealing with a bunch of nonsense in golden state right now, whether it was the Dre situation, the Jonathan Kaminga situation, Clay Thompson lately trying to find the shot again. Like there have been drama. Chris Paul's hurt as usual. Like, you know what it is in Golden State. It's Steph and everybody else. So, to me, I, I, I think that, yeah, they are aging, but I think LeBron is by far, by far the furthest down the road of the three of them. I, I watch Kevin Durant on most nights. This guy's still getting after it. This guy still has the fire, still wants to end you at the rim. Like End you at the rim. Yeah, he does. He still wants to dunk on dudes. Like, he still has that fire. He does not look like someone who's got a year or two left. He's got... He looks like a guy who's still got another four or five seasons in him. So to me, I, I think these three guys are the top line of the league right now in terms of stardom and household name status. But sure. but but I do think that this conversation around where the league was with these guys and where it's going with the new crop is really interesting because I'm not so sure, especially when you look at guys like John Morant and, and his situation and his fallout, like, I'm curious who you guys think the biggest name of the younger guys is in the league because I'm not sure there's a definitive one. I think that this league is in a real paradoxical situation with who's next. And I'm not convinced that it's Victor Wambanyama. I mean, it, Giannis is so damn good on the floor, but is he a, is he a superstar personality? Hmm. Can mm -hmm. he carry the NBA? Marketing wise, I don't know about that. 
I think what what makes LeBron LeBron? Well, he's one of the greatest ever. Mm-hmm. But he also has an off the court persona. He is a endorsement magnet. Yes. Um, you look at Steph Curry, holes in one, playing golf, like uh, you know, uh, championships. Again, I think you have to win championships to be the face of the league. Yes. And I don't see Victor winning championships in San Antonio, and I don't see Ant winning a championship in Minneapolis. And I, I, I mean, like, who else is even in the cup? Like, is it well? But Giannis, Giannis won a championship, and it didn't get him over. Mm-hmm. It didn't get him over. And I think it's very difficult. The NBA is very much unlike the NFL. Like, who's the face of the NFL? Patty. Well, well, nobody's the face in the NFL because they all wear helmets. So you don't have to be in a, a great off the field personality, Patrick Mahomes. Who's the best player in the NFL right now? Probably Patrick Mahomes. But you don't have to be. Now, if you're Travis Kelsey in a tight end and you're you're smashing Taylor Swift, that helps an awful lot. <laughs> but in the NBA, we look at your face every single night. We need personality, which is why Devin Booker will never be the biggest star in the NBA. Right. Which is why Giannis will never be the biggest star in the NBA. Right? Like Steph is a really good story. The family, the Davidson, the ankles, the rings. Yeah. Will Jimmy Butler ever be the biggest star in the NBA? Will Joel Embiid ever be the biggest star in the NBA? Will Jason Tatum ever be the biggest star in the NBA? Yeah, there's the problem. Those are all your best players in the NBA right now, and there's not a, a personality amongst any of them. But what about what about from a different perspective? Like if we're just talking stardom and personality, doesn't Luca have to be there? He's a pain in the ass on the floor, but, but he's he doesn't win. Stardom. He doesn't win. I agree. And again, I go to this Spencer Dinwiddie thing. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see this Spencer Dinwiddie thing? Spencer Dinwiddie signed with the Lakers. Hey, uh, Spence, just curious, bud. Why'd you sign with the Lakers and not the Mavericks? Let's say you were a kid and you got your ass whipped by the bully. Dallas would have been like your mama being like, it's okay, baby. Don't worry about it. Lakers are like, your dad. Now nah, you better go out there and, and fight till you win. You feel me? And I just felt like that was what I needed at the time. You feel me? So um, I'm a big believer in kind of doing what you need to do at whatever time it is. And so that's how I thought about it. Oh my God. Yeah. You're the Mavericks are your mom who are like, it's okay, little buddy. It's okay that you didn't win. It's okay, little buddy. Make up lies about reasons you had fans ejected because he called you fat. It's okay, little buddy, that you don't win. And Spencer's not wrong. He was in Dallas once. He knows that they're not all in to win. The Lakers, call him Nick Saban because the Lakers understand it takes what it takes. And if you yeah. don't win a championship, you're disappointed. You're disappointed every year you don't win a championship. Yes. The Bulls aren't. Are the Celtics? Are the, Did you guys see the Knicks last night? Tell me the Knicks didn't get effed by the NBA last night. Yeah. That was not a foul. Jalen Brunson did not foul Holiday last night. Sorry, that's not a foul. And it's a great story and all that goodness. That's not a foul, dude. How does that happen? Here's another question. Mm -hmm. Should they be, should the NBA officials be saying, yeah, we got that wrong? Yes. After the game, the officials are like, yeah, we got that wrong. Totally blew that call. That won't, that's the Knicks, dude. That's the Knicks. That was not a foul. That was not a foul in any way, shape, or form. 
it's wild to me. Yeah, I think the the hard part about officiating is that they're never going to put an official up in front of the media, and you know, like it, it just is what it is. And, and it wasn't a foul. I think everybody agrees on that. Yet here we are. Yeah, I can't believe they called that a foul. Yeah, like you're talking about. You're talking about one of the best stories in the NBA. And what did Brunson have last night? Um, and I I think the Rockets are a great story. Don't get me wrong. But you're talking about Jalen Brunson, one of the best players in the NBA right now. 27.7 dimes, four boards last night. Goes out, puts a hand up, goes straight up in the air on a three-point shot. Does not impact the landing zone. They called it a foul. And Holiday hit two of three free throws, missed the third one intentionally. And, yeah, they uh, they won the game. Yeah. And the Knicks lost. How does that happen? Human uh, error, dude. I don't know either. Uh, Chrissy, Steph is a great golfer. I do not I do see him retiring early to pursue a career in golf. Yeah. I don't know about a career. I, I think that people love to golf, man. It's a fun sport. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Uh, Mike Smith, look how long the NBA milked MJ and how. Uh, Chrissy, even in retirement, ESPN will use LeBron's name for clicks. ESPN wants LeBron to keep playing. They probably do. Shout a. It got better. Trey Young face of the NBA. Trey Young. Nah. Come on, man. Come on, man. Uh, Steph may be uh, first due to the drama. I think he may get fed up with it. And I don't think he will play with anyone else. Well, I don't know, dude. Steph is friends with a lot of people, man. Like, Steph is one of those stars that's very friendly, easy to talk to, somebody, not, and not an asshole. Somebody forgot to tell the Jazz last night that uh, Clay can actually still play. Yeah. What a night for Clay last night. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely no who's next guy. Between marketability and star power, there's none that truly stand out. I agree. I agree. Brandon Butler, I think there is way more talent in the league. There is no team I can see right now that can say that one guy is in the finals every year. Parity has arrived. They need to expand to dilute the talent. That's an interesting point. I hadn't thought about it that way. I mean, I think, you know, yeah, I think there, there's no question that the league is as level as it's ever been. But I also think that the conversation around development and what AAU and high school and college is doing to players is yep. also front and center. Because if you pay attention, you flip around, you do your homework, there are a lot of people saying, hey, AAU is the exact opposite of what of what the league is, right? AAU is, hey, we're going to practice once a week, and then we're going to play like 10 games over the weekend. Whereas like the league yep. is much more flow, right? Hey, we're going to play today, tomorrow, Wednesday, Tomorrow's off when my practice, you know, like it's much smoother. And over in Europe, Europe's a totally different thing, right? Europe is, hey, we're practicing seven, six, five, six days a week, and we're playing once, twice a week. It's totally different over there. So when you talk about talent in the league, yeah, there's a lot of talent in the league. But but I think the problem is, is that guys are not getting the same type of development they were at a young age because all we're concerned about is dunks and, and highlight reels yes. instead of handles and playing the game. Kay Nuren says, I would put Vic uh, to be the next star. Is he marketable? Yeah, he's very marketable. He has the star power. The question is, does does his how high is the ceiling? That's the question. Because it's pretty good right now. He's playing well. Well, and he had a triple-double with 10 blocks last night. But the issue is, 
against what resistance though? And we've seen this week that when he's played bigger, more physical talent, mm-hmm. it has not ended well for him. And he's going up against a Raptors team um, that when you look at at their bigs, it's Jakob Pertl, who he blocked, I think, four times out of those 10. Yeah. You know, and you look at, how about Kelly Olynyk last night? A minus 20. <laughs> oh, but money. He's a guy, a building block foundational <laughs> player. 17 points, five rebounds, two assists, three steals, minus 20. Hey, what about Ocha, dude? I've never heard of oh oh, 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 two points, one of eight from the floor, O oh of three from three. Oh. Even. Even. Uh, but their big is Jakob Pertl. And uh, Jonte Porter. Yeah. So impressive. Triple-double first time in three years with 10 blocks. Mm-hmm. Impressive night. Yeah. It is. Um, the eye patch, the smashing Taylor Swifts, right? That's what I'm saying. Robert Fowler, I would say Tatum, but he has really fallen off. He has. And he's not marketable, in my opinion. He's a very quiet dude. If Denver can win a title, San Antonio can win a title. That's why the Spurs have a uh, have to have a major impact this coming off season. Here's the issue: one, um, Denver has a a generational player that is bigger, stronger, and more skilled than Victor Wambanyama in Jokic, right? And I think you're looking at the talent around Nikola Jokic yeah. way better in Denver than in San Antonio. That's just baseline. Two, I really worry about Victor's long-term ability to stay healthy. I mean, he is getting, when he runs into the Anthony Davises of the world, it is difficult for him. Yeah, they move him, bro. They like. He is, he, he's got to get bigger and strong and he has his leg, his leg strength is significantly better. His, he's now making NBA threes, which is huge, but he, he does not have a whole lot of talent around him. I mean, it is, it is, it's Vassell and pretty much everybody else. I, I think the, right. the thing with Victor is he's developing. Absolutely. It's his rookie season. I, I, I think that the the like last night seeing him, you know, hey, we're gonna we're gonna block a shot, then we're gonna run down, and based on where the ball is in front of me and what my teammates are doing, I'm gonna stop at the three point line because that's the natural flow of the play. And then on another play, okay, I'm gonna run and I'm gonna get a rebound dunk put back. Like he identifies the play really well. He sees the floor well, like he sees the opportunity in front of him. Well, that's not an issue. I just think when you're talking about winning championships, Victor's going to be a, a, a max super max guy. Like you're inevitably going to wind up paying him hundreds of millions of dollars to be the centerpiece of your organization. And again, we've only ever seen one team really win with a big as their superstar. And that's Jokic and the nuggets. Philly's not one with Embiid, right? Like, the Celtics didn't get better with Porzingis, really. Like, I'm in the modern day, it's difficult it to is. do that with a big. You can't build around Shaq today. Yeah, you know, and, and I think that's the Look hard at Rudy. part. Rudy. 
Yeah, Rudy. One right. of the worst contracts in the NBA is Rudy. I Gobert. already think, honestly, like I have no problem saying it. I already think Victor is more valuable to a team than Rudy Gobert. I think he's a better offensive player. I think he sees he is the floor a better, better perimeter defender. You can use him in pick and roll defense. Yeah, and I, and I think he he's a bit better of a teammate. He gets his teammates involved. There are many times last night where he got the rebound and was looking to kick instead of just going up. It'd be nice if he would average 15 rebounds a game. And I think eventually he will. But it's just a, it's a very interesting conundrum. I just don't know how much upside there is in today's in today's world. Yeah. Uh, Big Daddy Magic. Victor in two years will make the Joker fall down on his knees and call him Daddy for the next 15 years. Yeah, I don't think that's the case. Daddy. I think Victor Wambanyama will continue to develop. And I think the biggest issue is that you're, you're never going to have the body that Jokic has. And he right. has the same game. Jokic got his ninth dunk of the season last night. I said he only has nine dunks on the entire season. Yeah, because he stands at the elbow and tortures you. Yes, he does. What about Chet and uh, Gilgis Allen? I think SGA has the ability to be a superstar in this league. The problem is, is he's a low-key guy. You don't really hear from SGA a whole lot. You don't really, you know, you got to go looking for him. You do. And, and I think... When you talk about being the face of the league, I don't have to go looking for LeBron. LeBron's looking for me, man. LeBron's, you know, in in everyone's face for better or for worse. And and I understand SGA is still on the young. I think he's 26 now. He's, you know, he's not even halfway through his career yet, right? Not even, not even barely entered his prime yet. And and to me, I look at SGA and I say, yeah, this guy is a prolific scorer. He is a savage. He is everything you want in terms of basketball. Just don't know that he's got the star power to be that guy. Which is the question about Walker Kessler and Key. Are the Utah Jazz ready to develop their young players? Now, I guess it depends on who you ask. Mm -hmm. I have been telling you that Walker Kessler and Keontae George, and I know I don't know shit about basketball. Just ask Well, you don't even watch jazz games. I don't watch jazz games. Yeah. Now, I believe that I have been advocating for Keontae George to be your starting point guard for I don't know how long. Weeks. How longer than that? Will Hardy, the head coach of the Jazz. Keontae is a big part of our program. Um, I think that playing with Lowry and John and Walker, all three of those guys need facilitators to get them the ball. And I think that... um, to this point in pick and roll um, and even some of the off-ball stuff with Lowry, I think that Keontae has been a really good facilitator on the whole. Um, you know, Chris knows that his his role is still the same for our team. Um, it's still going to be about playing anywhere from 17 to 20 minutes and trying to guard the best player on the floor. Um, but I think that Keontae stepping into that role is ultimately what's best you know, for our team moving forward. So let me get this right. <clears throat> trade deadline passes. You don't trade JC. Incredibly. You trade Olenek and Agbaji. And now you want to say it's time to start Keontae and Walker Kessler. Hmm. Hmm. I, I am, I am at a loss. You got, you got, 
boat raced by one of the floundering franchises in the NBA whose head coach was in Europe at a funeral. Steve Kerr did not coach last night. And you got crushed by 22 points. And you play key 29 minutes, and he's a minus 32. You start Walker Kessler, who plays 26 minutes, 11 points, nine boards, and assists two steals, four blocks, and he's zero, like he's level. Right. These are your two guys that are your future, in my opinion. Walker Kessler and Keontae George, you see it already. They're special players. Hendricks is a project. Taylor Hendricks is going to be a project. But it's frustrating to me that we're in a situation. Now, listen, Steph Curry is an incredibly difficult player to, to handle. Mm-hmm. Their defense is abysmal on a nightly basis. The Jazz, they're terrible defensively. What what have you gained by not starting Keontae George and Walker Kessler? Because I don't understand it. And I know I'm just little old simp Monty. Right. I don't understand where this organization's going. I have no idea. Oh, wait. Yeah, I do. Ryan Smith is not going to spend money to win. Ryan Smith is not going to empower Danny Ainge to Ainge people. He is not going to spend money. He is not going to take on significant payroll. Because his his focus is not winning an NBA championship. Mm-hmm. His focus is bringing an NHL franchise to this city. His focus is trading away your veteran players and then using the development of his, his youngs as an excuse as to why you don't win. And I don't think it was any accident that you traded your two most expensive players in Rudy and Don, then you hired a coach that was young and inexperienced. So let me get this right. You saved money on the Quinn Snyder move. Mm -hmm. You saved money on the Rudy and the Don move. And you have contracts in guys like Laurie Markkinen, who's got one of the most team-friendly contracts in the NBA. You don't have a superstar on your roster. You don't have a guy that's the best player on anybody else's team. And now you've decided that you should start Keontae George. Which is not Will Hardy's decision. I've talked to my jazz guy about this repeatedly. Right. Will Hardy has in-game control. He does not have he does not have starting five control. This was a core decision to start Keontae George now. And it, I, this is this season. My biggest fear for the Jazz is this season will go down as one of the great lost seasons in Jazz history. I just don't know what the goal was. Like, like uh, again, if you remember after the Don and Rudy trade, we got sold a package of, hey, yeah, we're gonna we're we're retooling, rebuilding, you know, and that's gonna be a a three to five year process. So here we are. And year one was nice. You overachieved. Like everyone felt good about it. It was year one. Didn't know any better. And year two, to me, hasn't really been much of anything. I mean, uh, yeah, you're hovering around 500. You had the one run. You had the one streak. Yeah, but like. 
which was nice. But you're not a playoff team. You're not, this is not even a play-in team. There's no point in being a sacrificial lamb as a play-in team. And you've lost five of seven now. And you lit Clay Thompson on fire, who has not been hot for a year. Right. And this is a guy that's been benched in the fourth quarter. This is a guy who has not been able to hit water from a boat. And he came out last night and made you look foolish. And now the Lakers are here tomorrow, followed by Golden State, followed by Charlotte, San Antonio on Sunday. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you got to go Atlanta, Orlando, and Miami. Or excuse me, after the All-Star break. Yeah. You end the All-Star break with the Golden State game Thursday. Look, all I'm saying is that I, I just think it, it it makes you as an organization look a little bit silly that you waited until after the deadline to start these guys. Like, it's one of the things I give San Antonio so much credit for, right? And I know that Victor's a little bit different. Obviously, Keontae George is not Victor Wembenyama, but but... The Spurs were like, yeah, we're we're going to draft Victor. We're going to play him as much as we can. And we're going to close that development window as fast as possible. That's what I think you have to do in the league. I don't know why you wouldn't. I, there's no because upside there's no, to not. There's no impetus for them to win now. Because it's expensive. Winning in the NBA is expensive. Yeah. It, you either do it this way or you go through what Oklahoma State's gone through. Right? Where you spend an inordinate amount of time developing your talent. Yeah. Right. And you you look at their you look at the the roster, SGA, Jalen Chet, Josh Giddy, Lugan Stort, Casey Wallace. Yeah. You know, the major core of that team are their players that they've drafted and are developing. And it's working for them. And they're 36 and 17. Or you can be the Timber Puppies and you do the exact same thing, but you make some bad decisions along the way. And Anthony Edwards, Cat, you know, Jade McDaniels. And you also have Rudy Gobert, Nas Reed. So you develop your best players and you trade for the worst contract in the NBA and a leader in Mike Conley. So who's Just playing saying. 29 minutes for Minnesota, which is crazy. Yeah. I don't know. Do you, do, how long and how many years until the Jazz win a championship? It's at least another five. I think it's at least uh, another on, five. The only, and the only thing that changes that is Ryan Smith opening up the pocketbook to change the trajectory of the build. You would have to have a complete change in philosophy. Yes. At this point to win a championship in the next five years. Your best point there is that it was it's a team decision now. It's an organizational decision to start Keontae now. And that's the part that bothers me the most. If this was... Will Hardy being a young coach and he made this mistake and, you know, it was like, oh, hey, Will Hardy said not to and now he's saying to, that's different. But the fact that it was, you know, Jay-Z, Ainge, Will Hardy, I'm sure Ryan Smith was in the room, Beyonce, Botus, the fact that it was the group of them that made this decision tells me one of two things is happening. Ryan Smith is not actually letting the basketball people do the basketballing or Danny Ainge just simply has lost his mind and doesn't mm. can't recognize a rebuild. Yeah, I don't know. Talking with Raphael podcast. 
Find it wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> uh, at what point does the player have to say enough is enough and take action on getting development on their own and not wait for a team? Or am I getting something wrong here? That's summertime. That's it's the old Donovan Mitchell thing. Go, go summer runs. Why is Devin Booker now one of the better defensive wing players in this league? Yeah. Cause he, he spent an entire summer working on footwork. Why is Donovan Mitchell one of the most dominant players in an MVP candidate this year? Because he spends every single summer building his his skill set. Always comes back with something new. That's why. But you're not wrong. In the summer, you got to do that. But the only way to win in this league at the development level, minutes. And a lot of them. Why is Walker Kessler in the Team USA USA basketball pipeline? Got a ton of minutes last year. Mm-hmm. People took note, right? Took, take note. So CBD did that. That take, was like a jazz reference, and it's Walker Kessler. Um, Keontae needs more minutes. Yeah. And he, the the other the other thing is, what do you do with Taylor Hendricks? Because he does not look ready for the NBA. How could he be? Because he's been in the G League all year. Yeah. I think you have to suffer with him, and he's got to play 20 minutes a night. Yes. Suffer. Let the pain sink in. Let him learn. Trial by fire, man. He, he, you know what I'm saying? Uh, wait, Jazz got Lowry, Kyle Lowry for Miami? No, he's going to the Sixers. Nope. Uh, if they would have tanked for Victor, here we go. The Utah Jazz would have no problems and they would be a complete meeting for home quarter vanish throughout the playoffs if they would have adopt Victor. Victor's the way. They were never tanking for Victor. Yeah. Never. Uh, with the cap space, if they can trade a star this summer, when they can trade picks for salary like they did with Collins is the only way, but they're not, they don't want to take on big salaries. They don't. So I'm telling you, man, it's not Ryan Smith is not engaged on winning a championship. He's engaged on getting a hockey team to split a building with. That's what he's engaged in. Honest to goodness, which to me, I, and I've pondered this. As an owner of an NBA franchise, I understand why you would want to try and pick up an NHL franchise to split a building with on some level, but you're new in the game. You're not like an old head who's been owning these teams for 50 years. You know what I mean? Like, I would have thought that Ryan would have come in, bought the team, and said, okay, let me establish my knowledge and my ability to go out and win a championship and then go out and, and do these different things. Yeah, a couple more. Uh, Chris says, Kyle Lowry got bought out and will sign with hometown team in Philadelphia. He'll probably retire after this year, I would think. Correct. Finally, Derek Roche. Jutta Jits. Uh, you guys make me hate Ryan. Well, I don't think you should hate him. I think you should be disappointed in him. Yeah, and I think we should be honest about what he's actually doing. This is, But this is the danger of allowing a guy to completely control his own narrative in an entire market. Yeah. Ryan Smith owns Utah. Nobody will say a crossword about him. Nobody. The media will not call him out. The media will not ask tough questions. Oh. When they don't add a significant star of financial leverage, nobody will say why. They'll just write it off to, oh, he doesn't want to play in Utah. That guy doesn't want to be in Utah. That guy doesn't want to be in Utah. That's what jazz fans will write it off to. Not, we didn't want to pay the money and make a deal. We didn't want to pay a guy. Yeah. Well, we're developed. Larry Markkinen is the best player in the NBA who would be third on any championship caliber team. Monty, you don't know the Jazz. You even watch Jazz games? Nope, not one time. I've never. The Utah never. Jazz, that sounds never, familiar. Dude. You know, 
There you go. The Monty Show, as always, presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business. We need mood lighting in here. Oh. Turn off the other lights. The Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business. What happened? Hey, Monty, did you pay your electric bill? Okay. Okay. You never pay the advocates unless and until they win your case. Even if you're sitting in the dark, closing your show. Theadvocates.com. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty program. Until tomorrow, stay dark, Jake. Stay dark, Jake.